0: Well, hello there and welcome back to Stories, brought to you by Kiosk M1C. Kiosk M1C is the voice of Lower Stable Street and has curated all shops, events and exhibitions on Lower Stable Street since Coldrop Shard first opened back in 2018. Their mission has been to support new businesses and provide an environment in which they can thrive and grow. I'm Maria Hanlon, and in each episode of the podcast, I'll be finding out the real stories of how these businesses have developed and how the community has helped shape their journey. In episode five, I chat to Matthew from ALM Busy Circuits. ALM Busy Circuits is an electronics company that produces innovative, useful devices for working with sound, and it's been running for about 10 years now. I had lots of questions for Matthew, including his best-selling products, his process for creating new devices, and exciting events he's got coming up at Kiosk M1C and Lower Stable Street. Let's get stuck in. This is episode five with Matthew from ALM Busy Circuits. So could you start by introducing yourself and tell me your role at Busy Circuits?
1: Right, so my name is uh, Matthew Allen and uh, yeah, I guess I'm the founder and director of ALM Busy Circuits and we make uh, EuroRack synthesizers.
0: Could you describe a little bit in more detail what ALM and Busy Circuits is, for people that don't know?
1: Um, well, in terms of what the name means or in terms of what we do... What
0: you do. Oh, and the so, name, let's Okay. Both.
1: <laughs> well, the name is just silly. The name is just made up quickly. And I wanted it to be called just ALM, but then I realised there was lots of big companies called ALM. So I just tagged Busy Circuits on. And then meant to change at some point, but never did. And I kind of like the fact that there is kind of two names to it. Um we and what we do is we make um what's called uh Eurorack synthesizers and these are devices that people use to make um sound or music or art whatever um they're they 're kind of individual modules which each perform various tasks related to sound, whether that be actually making sound or processing sound or making data which sort of sequences sound you know in terms of like music and um the this actual format is standardized and there 's lots of companies. Uh, across the the world that also make these modules and then they all go into a case together and you can kind of mix and match them and then you basically patch them all together with patch cables with just like audio cables and uh, make noises or music or whatever.
0: I feel like I'm going to learn a lot in this chat. I'm already like taking notes I didn't know that before. And
1: and it sounds very geeky and it kind of is but um, it's got very popular... Um, and we've been going sort of, we've been going ten years. This is our tenth year, and it used to be kind of like a sort of weird oddity. But now, you know, you go into a studio and everyone's got it. You know, I think they had a big Eurorack system on Eurovision, and you know, you see it all over the place now.
0: Amazing. So you just said there you started ten years ago. Yeah. So can we go right back ten years ago to so yeah. start at the beginning? So how did the busy circuits and ALM journey begin?
1: Um, it began. I've always been into music and. Um, Electronics and computers, I guess you know, have a, quite a technical background, um, and I and I've always liked synthesizers and whatnot. And uh, I, 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 what happened was I purchased a Eurorack system when when there wasn't that many manufacturers, and it was quite difficult to actually get one. And I got one, and I was very excited to 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 play with it and whatnot. And then I. I had, a, I had like a very kind of like specific problem where I needed to kind of synchronize some external equipment with the modular and there was nothing really to do it. And I was looking at how the modules were put together and how they were made and I thought, oh, this isn't too hard. Um, so I started making my own module, which was quite a kind of like, which was very kind of ambitious at the time and quite exciting and i made like a rough prototype i showed it to some friends and they were excited about it and i thought oh maybe I'll, I'll make this for real you know i'll make like 50 of them and then uh i've only got to sell like 25 to break even um so it's kind of like fairly sort of safe and it'll be fun you know it'll be uh an adventure whatever to figure out how to how to get stuff made and whatnot um because prior to that my background was all software, you know, and I was quite bored with software and the fact that it's very kind of like transient. You know, you spend all this time writing something and then it just sort of disappears into the effort You know, there's no kind of like physical remnants of it, whatever. So um, I did that. I, I I got fifty made. I found like a factory locally that would do it, and uh, I figured it all out. And then I went to the. I went. There was only two shops that sold EuroRack. There was one in the UK and one in Los Angeles. And I went to them and both of them said, oh, we don't want it. <laughs> I, yeah, they weren't into it at all. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so um, at the time there was like a there was like a very kind of popular forum for this kind of thing. And I announced it there and people went mad for it. And then the shops did buy it and all 50 sold in a week.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, so
1: it was cool. And then um, that same module we still make today... We make about, we've made about 40 different models now. That's going to sort of 40 different models that do all sorts of things. But that same mod, that same module that we did, although it's gone through a couple of iterations, is still like our bestseller by far. And it's kind of like a kind of ubiquitous module. Like everyone kind of has it, you know? So that's, that's pretty cool.
0: That's an incredible story. I love the fact that like you couldn't find what you were looking for. So you just kind of made it yourself successfully, clearly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. So Fast forward to now, that's obviously kind of your journey to where you are today. What does a typical day look like behind the scenes?
1: Um, so, uh, a typical day, um, normally starts with me checking emails. I I have to check like the help support emails. We have like a help support system. So, um, I normally check that and help out with that. And then, um, the mornings are normally like full of admin stuff, like, uh, Uh, might be stuff that I have to sort out with uh, the factory they might need parts or something or I might need to order parts or you know we just more kind of like logistical things that kind of stuff there could be um, some orders from stores that I need to sort that kind of stuff Um, like we're only a small team.
0: How many Um, people are there?
1: So there are four of us every day in the office and then there are about two or three people that work part-time on top of that. And then randomly, we also have a small office in Chicago where they have like one and a half people, which is pretty cool. Um, but they just do like uh, content. Well, well, I'd say just, they do content for um, our social media, all our Instagram, which does pretty good. And also help with like documentation, um, marketing, that kind of stuff, you know.
0: Yeah. Support just, as well. Just touching on the support, because you have lots of like tutorials and kind of like yeah, downloadable yeah. PDFs. Was that something really important to you? And I guess that takes up quite a lot of time, sort of helping people answering yeah, questions, yeah, yeah, things yeah, like definitely,
1: that. Definitely. And it's quite a kind of like, um, you know, it's quite a kind of geeky thing. Uh, so it does require, and I think where it's grown, it's, got, it's become a lot more mainstream. So you do, it does, you know, benefit from. Um, sort of being well documented you know whether it be like youtube's on uh, demos on youtube or instagram or also sort of good manuals that kind of thing
0: yeah because i've looked at some of your products on your website and some of them the huge ones in particular i was like oh my gosh I wouldn't know what to do or where to start so that's so good that obviously you offer like the full package and all the support as well
1: and I, i think people like that as well in terms of um you know, that it is quite a mission to kind of learn the thing. And our, and also our, we put a lot of evidence to actually making our stuff easy to use yeah. and kind of, you know, fun, you know, and so yeah. they're not... So hopefully people can at least figure out kind of 80% of it without looking at the manual that kind of thing
0: yeah and your products they look playful as well they're kind yeah, of colorful yeah. and they look kind yeah. of as simple as possible I guess which is great yeah so I imagine you work with lots of musicians and producers and sound designers etc do you have any particularly memorable clients or interesting customers that have come to you that you could share um uh
1: I, I well yeah, we've had some like we've had some like amazing ones, but I like it when they're sort of really random and like unexpected. Like when we get just and I also I don't really like to. No, we've had weird ones like we've had like JJ Abrams likes our stuff, which I find is really random, and then also also people that that are kind of like. I've always looked up to since I was like a lot younger, you know, since I was a teenager people like Aphex Twin and and people like that, you know, which is always like really cool and amazing and I've got to meet like you know various people and whatnot which is which is uh you know it's it's really kind of exciting. I kind of wish I was still 18 but you know. <laughs> no really, it's too late because yeah.
0: yeah, i saw that bonobo follows you in quite a few different oh, yeah, i, didn't, DJs even, I and producers. didn't even know yep, bonobo <laughs> at jazz i was looking earlier and i was like this is very impressive.
1: Yeah. yeah my daughter tells me like oh look bicep bicep like who bicep no i like if it's if it's like after about 95 i don't know who they are No, i'm being silly famous
0: followers i love it so you spoke about this briefly earlier but what would you say is your best-selling product
1: Oh, is the, the it's Pamela's the, workout? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Pamela's workout is cool. And
0: what was the Why did you come up with the name for that? Because oh, I couldn't, a, I need to ask that. That's a
1: trade secret.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can't reveal. I was scrolling no, through I was no, like, So all Pamela's the names pro have workout. like,
1: all the names are a little bit silly and they have, they're kind of like in jokes or, you know, they reference kind of uh, just friends, family, that kind of thing. Because there's you know,
0: Pamela's it. pro workout and then yeah. there's Pamela's new workout. Yeah, yeah. So, so
1: originally there was Pamela's workout. Then that became Pamela's new workout. And then for the third one, we had to come up with another name, but there's only so much space on the panel, you see. Right. So Pamela's Pro Workout fitted quite well. Pro <laughs> and Santa the
0: as well. Yeah, yeah the it, it
1: was like going to be called Pamela's Shootout, but uh, then we thought for it my piece, <laughs> <laughs> just have, like, bad connotations. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what would you say is one of the most rewarding parts of your job?
1: Um, well, I, I guess the most rewarding part is... Um, You know, kind of, it sounds a little bit cheesy, I guess, but when we have an idea and you go through like, like six months, a year, 18 months of kind of getting it to fruition and it becoming onto the market and then people really liking it, you know, and then seeing people do things with it that you never kind of like expected, you know, and and people really enjoying them and having fun and making, you know, cool stuff with it
0: yeah that must be so great to see it all like yeah, happening yeah. before for you yeah. how long does it take i guess it varies each time but how long does it take till when you have the idea for a new product until it actually comes onto your shop and is available for people to purchase yeah
1: for from from the sort of actual idea like i've still got projects that i started like you know 10 years ago that still unfinished <laughs> but generally i would say average it can take it sort of between sort of six and 18 months you know, um, it always takes longer than you expect. You know, and it's, it's, it can be easy to get to to get to something that's kind of like mostly there, but then the hard bit is kind of getting it so the whole thing works, and you know, there's no kind of like little kind of issues, niggles, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, you know? I guess a bit
0: of trial and error. You've got to try yeah, to test yeah, it a yeah, lot yeah, lots and, and lots it of it testing,
1: that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. So, what is one of the most challenging parts of your job? Would you say?
1: Um. The most challenging part of my job, I guess, is just kind of uh, keeping it kind of balanced so it doesn't become too overwhelming. You know, like, I think when you run a company and get very busy and it can be difficult to kind of stop, and uh, especially when you do something that you love, you know. But uh, yeah, so the most difficult thing for me is, you know, trying to sort of take a break and... You know, relax from it, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Have you got yeah. a lot better at taking a break and like time off? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I'm a lot better than I used to be. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. when
0: it's your own business, I think yeah. it's hard. There's the kind of yeah. boundaries are a bit yeah. blurred. Yeah, the lines. Definitely, definitely. So that's good to hear. So, what would you say are your future plans for Busy Circuits?
1: Oh, um, well, I guess the company's never sort of had any sort of firm plans. It has sort of grown organically. And, um, uh, you know, I guess the nice next steps for us would be to go beyond kind of Euro rack and produce more kind of like standalone devices. And also we've kind of dipped our toe in like uh software instruments, that kind of thing. Um, so it's, I would say that's probably where the direction sort of lies. Um, also we made um, you towing to the West up the, the coupe, the complete yeah. system. Um, and it will be, it'll be nice to do a, a new system soon, you know, That would be cool.
0: Yeah, for sure. And also, what was the thing that looks like the USB? Because that caught my eye. It's the sampling thing.
1: Oh, yeah. So it's a sampling module. It's a module which is a sampler, uh, like an old um, rack mount sampler, like from the 90s. But then the sounds are stored on USB stick.
0: That's so clever.
1: And then we've been making like sample banks on custom USB sticks. Yeah, and we try and we put a lot of effort into finding nice USB sticks. Yeah, because that's, yeah. that's one
0: of the things that yeah. caught my eye, because I was like, something yeah. I can, I know what it is, USB, that yeah, I was like, yeah. no, it's not. <laughs> yeah I love that, that's so cool. Okay, so a question that we're asking all of our guests on the podcast is, what is like the one sort of creative format? So it could be a book, a film, an exhibition, a website that someone wanting to get into audio electronics should consume? It's a big question, isn't it? yeah. Um What maybe inspired you when you were starting out?
1: Uh well I guess I I guess the thing to do is to find an itch you want to scratch. Like, with me, it was like syncing these two things up. Yeah. And then kind of taking it from there. And I, I guess there was no one thing that inspired me. Um I I guess it was it was just wanting to make something physical and then also um Yeah, in terms of, like, books and that kind of thing, like, I think, you know, YouTube now is such a sort of resource for learning that kind of stuff. And also, you know, just the, the internet in general, you know, uh, you can learn so much stuff, you know, so quickly, you know. And, and, and if, the, if the content isn't there, then the the references to kind of like the classic kind of electronics books or software books is all there. It's easy to, to find and, and learn, you know.
0: Yeah. And you've got all your own tutorials. Do you have, is it a YouTube channel? Is it video? Yeah, we have,
1: a, we have a YouTube channel which has tutorials for using the modules and whatnot. We also have kind of like short form tutorials on the, on our Instagram
0: and also, if someone wanted to buy their first piece of equipment from you, yeah. what would you say is like a staple piece I to would get say started with?
1: It's the the PAM. The, Still the PAM. The PAM, yeah. And then there are the, the Akemi modules are really good. They're my favourites. And the Squid, that's cool too. Um, and also our effects process, the MFX. So There's like, you know, I, hopefully it's kind of like quite obvious what the sort of popular key ones are, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah nice one. So, where is the one place in King's Cross that everyone should check out, and why where's your favorite Apart place from around our here Apart store. From oh, I, a I like the a I like the
1: um the outsider store That's okay I, I like that and the the Samsung store is pretty cool to sort of look around um yeah, but the outsider store is probably my favorite. I
0: haven't been there yet is that the yeah. one just around the yeah the, with there, all yeah. the
1: like you know techno outdoor stuff
0: right, okay, I'll have to check that one out yeah. So I've heard that you've got a pop-up at we the have. end of the month. Could you tell me about that?
1: Yep, I'll pop up. It's just down the road. Well, it's not a road, is it?
0: <laughs> a street. <slower laughs> a street, street. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the street, uh Unit 108. So yeah, we've got a pop-up for the last week of April, which I'm quite excited about. Um and we're gonna we're gonna showcase all our all our simps. Um we we're gonna have lots of demo systems and uh we we've got like uh, small like in store performances every night. We've got a takeover of Spirit Land on the Wednesday um, with uh, friends and whatnot playing. And uh, yeah, there's going to be people in store to to answer questions and that kind of thing. And you're going to be able to play with everything. And we've also got new module releases happening. We've got um, uh, like limited merchandise. You know, lots of cool stuff. And um, we're doing a takeover of the radio station on the saturday yeah lots and lots of stuff happening i'm very excited and quite stressed about it
0: (laughs) that's gonna be amazing what dates are those again oh
1: that's the 24th to the 30th of april monday to the sunday
0: amazing thank you so much matthew for coming on the podcast thank
1: you you for having me